the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Vortex Optics, Cutting Edge Bullets, and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your host, Rick Travis. Welcome to Fine Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And today, Patriots, we're going to be looking at what's going on in these final few days left in the Capitol. We're going to talk with Sam Paredes, the CEO of Gun Owners of California, who is my guest, my ally, my brother-in-arms up in the Capitol, and we're going to be going through the final 12 bills that are going to be the most impactful to your lives. But I want to start off with that, you know, in a normal year, we're normally looking at about 30, 35-ish bills that any of us in the in the Capitol are facing off. And, you know, a few people on the opposition. This year, though, I would argue, and I'm going to let Sam chime in, we've probably seen more people on the opposition than we have in a long time. And at one point, um, we didn't have just 77 bills, which was clearly twice what we normally have. But it was starting to look like it was going to inch up and break triple digits with a lot of the gut and amends that were possible. And so, uh, Sam, it's been a brutal year. <laughs> it has been brutal. That is uh, putting it mildly. And people who are listening have to understand that uh, you know, with the 60, almost 70 bills that, that, uh, were initially introduced, they didn't die of their own volition. Uh, Rick, uh, CRPA, Gun Owners California, NRA, um, Safari Club, all of us working together, uh, provided the information needed to many of the authors that, uh, helped them to decide that these bills were, uh, probably not very prudent and uh would not see the light of day and that's why a lot of them went away so uh it's already been a lot of hard work but now the rubber meets the road and and we're going to be busier than all get out in the, this last week of the legislative session when all the shenanigans happens um ostensibly this friday is the last day to amend the bill once they they've done that they can't amend them for the last week unless they get a uh, a rule waiver which takes a uh, 50% plus one vote to, to grant. So, um, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be chaos. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think, you know, before we get into this, I think one of the things that you and I are both looking at too is the chaos over, um, normally these legislators are looking at, you know, uh, next Thursday as being the time that they can, you know, hit the eject seat and as soon as the gavel comes down, go on vacation, have some downtime. But 
Thanks to the primary change date from June moving up to March, a lot of, at least in the assembly, a lot of those folks are hitting the campaign trail earlier. And so a lot of them are also got an eye on that, their staff does. So it just adds further to the chaos that we're facing off. And nothing could be more chaotic to me than what I've um, unaffectionately labeled the zombie bill, which has had all sorts of different numbers before on it, which is the excise tax bill being carried by Gabriel AB28 and the fight on that bill. I think Sam is going to come down to literally the midnight hour on Thursday. I agree with you, Rick. Um, there are a lot of, um, identified moderate members of the Democrat party who do not want to end the legislative year voting for a tax increase. And it really doesn't matter on what a tax increase is a bad thing in these districts where, where moderates are, are barely winning, uh, holding on by the skin of their teeth and just voting for a tax increase could really cause them political damage. And you and I know that the number one goal of any politician is to gain reelection. So uh it's going to be fascinating. And I agree that uh, probably the excise tax bill will go right down, right down to the wire. And this is a bill that requires two thirds vote because it is a tax increase. So um it's, it's going to be fascinating. We're going to be working it very hard. Yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting because this bill, um, has damages beyond the taxes, beyond the 11% increase, because if we're not able to stop it for what I believe is the seventh time in a row, if we're not able to stop it, we're obviously going to have to litigate on it. And as you know, Sam, the moment we go to litigate, you cannot have an excise tax on a constitutional right. That's, quote, unconstitutional, which shows you the stupidity of this. But they're trying it because... We do have an excise tax on firearms and ammunition called Pittman-Robertson that's been around since the 1930s. Uh, those monies were agreed to um, by sports people back in the 30s and ever since because it has done the lion's share. Even former Governor Jerry Brown said, you know, it's been the hunters and fishermen that have done the lion's share of environmental work and rebuilding species. And we will lose that money. Um, because we'll have to get an injunction. When they do that injunction, there's a good chance. And that won't just impact California. That will impact the entire nation. So this bill is probably on some levels, from a national perspective, the most egregious thing that they've come out with in quite some time. Rick, that's absolutely correct. Now, the Pittman-Robertson excise tax, which is charged at the manufacturer's level, um, is something that we have lived with, even though technically it is unconstitutional, but it's it's a tax that actually goes towards something where we have a positive nexus. We are the ones who who are the consumers of the of the wildlife. We we hunt, we fish, uh we enjoy the outdoors and, and we haven't minded paying this excise tax. But um uh A B twenty eight has no nexus to us. It is blaming law-abiding gun owners and ammunition purchasers for crimes committed by criminals. And they want to charge us, the law-abiding gun owners, ammunition buyers, with, with uh, you know, providing the funds to 
supposedly combat these uh, these criminals, and and that's just plain flat out wrong. So, um, in challenging that, uh, we will take the constitutionality of of an excise tax uh, required before you can exercise a, a an enumerated constitutional right all the way to the end. And unfortunately, Pittman Robertson will be wrapped up in that, uh, much to the dismay of many. Um, but we will figure out something, um, to deal with that and to, to, to backfill that. But for right now, everything's on the, on the plate and, uh, and we're, we are no compromise. There, there will be no compromise on this. Uh, and, and so we're going to fight right up to the end. Amen. So, you know, Gabriel couldn't have got there without his good buddy in, uh, public safety, Reggie Jones Sawyer. And so we probably should talk about some of the weird stuff that we see, such as AB 574. AB 574. So this bill mandates gun buyers confirm that they have checked whether they have or not check possession of all the firearms they own within the last 30 days and and say, yes, I have, or no, I haven't on the DROS form. Here's the interesting thing. If you say, no, I haven't, there's no penalty to that. It just says, no, I haven't. But if it says yes, then the, the, it, it happens. So it's, it's a silly bill. It's, um, you know, it's, it's a nanny state government saying, Hey, all you gun owners, you need to check every 30 days where all your guns are. Are they out on the street at night all alone or are they unattended or are they unsecure or, or what? So it's, it's a, it's a goofy bill. Uh, well, but it's, he, it's interesting because, you know, anybody that has went through a firearms class knows that firearms are tools. And I've thought about this. We do not ask home chefs, professional chefs, hey, every 30 days, have you checked where all the tools of your trade are? We don't ask auto mechanics, have you checked every 30 days where all, you know, and I could go down the list mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So it's really funny, like you said, this nanny state attitude of pick and choose, who's got to check their toolbox for our, all their tools, and also the absolute clutch their pearls on the dais in utter shock that you might not have checked where every tool was because you know, for God's sakes, none of them have checked their tools at home. In fact, most of them probably don't even know they have a tool at home. And so, or that they are a tool, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but my point is some of these bills are just so inane. It's not funny. Well, you're right. You're, you're, you're right. They're, 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 they have done all of the big stuff that they think they can do. And now they're going out, out for these little fringe things to do nothing but to be punitive to the lawful gun owners, not because it's going to solve any problem or anything like that. They just want to make uh, a gun ownership a pain in the rear end. That's their whole intention for doing these things. And, and you know, the point that I'm going to make several times during the show is, Folks, you got to realize if all of these bills, Sam and I have talked about, if all these bills magically passed and the governor would sign them and they were in law, but we're going to put them in law three, four years ago, all of the crimes that have been committed illegally by criminals against law-abiding people with firearms would still happen. None of these would have removed those opportunities for people that are sick in the head to use a tool misappropriately to take another life. 
We'll be right back here on Fine Line Radio. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm Rick Travis, your host, the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Today with me is my good friend, Sam Paredes, the CEO of Gun Owners of California. And we're going through the fun-filled time of our lives, the last few days of the legislative season. And we're looking at bills that would do absolutely nothing to curb criminals from illegally using firearms, but as Sam said, punitive towards us. And let's start off with, in this session, Lowenthal's Assembly Bill 725 which redefines what a firearm is. Yeah, it, it redefines a firearm, Rick, uh, to include frames, receivers, and precursor parts for the purposes of reporting lost or stolen guns. So if you lose a firing pin, a slide, a hammer, a trigger, um, under this law, you'll, you'll be required to report this to the uh, law enforcement uh, officials as a lost or stolen precursor part now the actual definition of precursor part is not super clear uh there are some of us who believe that by by definition and by inference that includes springs and pins and and uh you know uh, uh, levers and and all of these things sights uh so uh this is just again a punitive bill against gun owners to say that if you lose a slide or a trigger or a hammer, um, a grip or something like that, you're going to be required by law to report it to law enforcement agencies that you, you've lost this, this part. Uh, that's just plain flat out silly. Well, it's so impractical. My son's in law enforcement and we were talking about this and, you know, in today's world, 
they don't even have cadets for the most part at, at the front counter to take a lost or stolen wallet or, or purse report, which has a lot more significant damage than losing a spring or a trigger assembly or a slide that can do nothing. It's just a piece of metal. And he's like, seriously, how many law enforcement officers do you think are going to come out of the detective bureau? Cause that's who would do it to come. No, they're not going to do it. So this has no legs or feet on it yet. That hasn't stopped them, which going along the parts, we can go to Gibson with assembly bill 1089 and the, we're going to tell you what you can and can't use your personal property to do. Yeah. Yeah. This bill, um, prohibits the sale, purchase or possession of a CNC milling machine or 3D printer that has the primary purpose or intended purchase uh, purpose of of uh, manufacturing firearms. So, it, it, Rick, both you and I in, in uh, multiple committees testified that any and every CNC machine or 3D printer that is in public use right now or on the market can be used to manufacture anything, any parts. Right. <laughs> so, uh, th- this is... They're, they're targeting those that are marketed specifically for, for building guns and gun parts. So all the manufacturers are going to have to do is change their, their marketing materials and say, here's a 3D printer for, to build your whatever, your trinkets or anything like that, or here's your CNC machine. The, the legislature refused to accept the fact that there are tens of thousands of CNC machines uh, throughout the state of California and probably an equal amount, if not more, uh, 3D printers, uh, in, in, in private possession. So, um, th- this is, you know, they're just mad at the companies that say, here's a 3D printer that can help you build your, uh, homemade gun. Uh, so they, they don't say that anymore. And all of a sudden their product becomes legal. Doesn't make any sense. So yeah. that's, that's part and parcel of the way the legislature works. You know, during the, the pandemic, they really started to get stupid. And a lot of the times I think the legislature still has brain fuzz from COVID. And my favorite bill to demonstrate that is McCarty's AB 1406, which allows DOJ to continue delays for up to 30 days more. As you and I both know, some of the alleged reasons to be able to do this are ridiculous. Rick, the... <laughs> The fact of the matter is this bill is a, a, on the truth side, is a response to the fact that the Department of Justice cannot do their job. They don't have the staff, the financial resources to do all of the things that the legislature continues to mandate for them to do. Uh, every year there are more things that the legislature passes, statutes that requires the DOJ to do stuff. Well, they don't have any more people. So uh, I, w- I was told by a former employee of the Department of Justice that the Certificate of Eligibility Program, uh, before when only the, the gun shop owners uh, had to, to have a COE, that there were about a 1,000 COEs a year, and they were processed by one staff person at the Department of Justice. And because they're staggered, that one person was a- actually able to keep track and be able to produce the COEs in a timely manner so that no one would lose uh, the ability to operate their business. Well, now that all employees that have any relationship to guns and ammunition at a gun store or a place that that sells 
firearms and ammunition, they also have to have a COE, a uh, certificate of eligibility, background check, and, and all of that stuff. Well, that number has now grown to over 10,000 COEs that need to be processed. And how many staff members that they add to be able to process these? None. There's still yeah. only one person at the Department of Justice that does all of the COEs. And, and so the, the, the job has been magnified over tenfold. And that's why they're not capable of processing them in a, in a timely manner. So this, this bill gives the Department of Justice an excuse to continue to delay, um, uh, uh you know, approvals on DROS forms or COEs. Um, and, and they say, they say, we want to have the ability to not be required to do our job when there's something like a pandemic or an earthquake, a natural disaster. That's the excuse that they use in order to be able to be relieved from the responsibility of doing it because they are incapable of handling the workload that they have. That's the truth. That's the bottom line. And, and so this is an easy way for them to say, Hey, give us more time to, to delay stuff so that we can continue to continue to not be able to do our job. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because we're talking about DOJ. There's two other bills that are up in this final days. That'd be 1420 and ironically, 1598, both by Berman that are asking DOJ to do things like update the safety tests with risks of owning a gun um, because they don't have enough to do with that. And also, you know, going after uh, the prohibition on the purchase of firearms to include precursor parts. And so I see this again. There is no way DOJ can do all this stuff. Yeah. And there's, yeah, Rick, you're absolutely correct. There's no way for them to enforce or inspect or to to see if anybody is 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 complying with these laws. And the fact that they are adding subjective things to the firearm safety certificate test that everybody has to take and be certified for for five years once you've taken it um, makes it unconstitutional. Uh, this is part of uh, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin decision that if you are requiring subjective uh, matters for people that have to go through in order to uh, exercise their Second Amendment rights, by definition, it is unconstitutional. And um, that's that's the reality. So this is another matter that will end up in the courts. And I am very confident that we will we will win. Yeah. Speaking of that, as we, we close out this particular section of the show, it is interesting because I know you and I have both been talking over and over about this. But the audacity of this legislative session that when the Bruin decision came down from the Supreme Court that said, thou shalt not, the vast majority of bills that we've had to face off this year was them just saying, well, we don't care what the Supreme Court says. And I think that's important because a lot of people don't realize how misguided and abusive the opposition has gotten, that they have literally, from the governor's office under his leadership down, have said, we don't recognize the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. They they are doing what a lot of courts did after the the Heller decision, and that's flipping the the court the middle finger and saying uh, you're a rogue court. You don't know what you're talking about. You are misinterpreting the Constitution. Therefore, we're not going to comply with the with the with the rulings. But of course, when the court is packed with their type of people, you know they they re- 
make us, require us, uh, charge us with crimes if we don't comply. But when they don't comply, it's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, we don't believe you. Therefore, we are going to ignore you. You know, look at the hand, look at the hand, you know, no, we're not going to do this. So. That's now, as we go into this next section, we're going to be talking about some of the other things that, quote, your legislature is trying to do to keep you safe, to try to keep you safe as they're allowing more criminals on the street, to keep you safe as they're diminishing the ability for law enforcement to protect you, as they diminish the ability for you to protect you. And some of the things that they have come up with at, under the guise of providing you safety and when, in fact, it does the exact opposite and creates a caste or a caste system, which is interesting because the state's trying to get rid of caste systems, and yet they're trying to create one in the area of self-protection. We'll be back on Firing Line Radio. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. With me, the man who stands in the trenches, who has been kicking rear end, for decades on your behalf is Sam Predis, the CEO of Gun Owners of California. And we're going to hit on three big areas. As I close the last session out, I was talking to you about all the things that are going wrong around us. You know, the rampant crime, the people smashing grabs, people getting beat literally to death, and law enforcement losing complete control of the, some of the major cities, not because the, the men and women in blue and green and the other colors are used and law enforcement aren't trying to do a heroic job because they constantly have the carpet pulled out from under them by our legislature. And looking at this, they all do it under the skies that we can see in our governor's own attempt to try to run for a political office nationally by using gun control in his resolution for a 29th Amendment. I did not misspeak when I said 29th because he's already acquiesced to other groups who are trying to get a 28th Amendment. And so... As he goes to do this, he is he's touting all this stuff that doesn't work. You can look to the 70s and find out that crime has not changed since the 70s in the state of California with the firearm and stayed consistent. So none of his claims are actually hold any water. But it comes down to Senator Men backing up Assemblyman Ting on Assembly Bill 1587 that even though your credit card companies say this doesn't work, have come out with a special code to indicate you purchased a firearm that doesn't seem to work, Sam. You know, the, the ISO, because of political pressure from leftist, uh, uh, congressional people in, in, in the United States came up with a, a special code for merchants who deal with firearms and ammunition. 
um, when they released that, they intended on being able to use that code for purchases with credit cards so that uh, government could um, investigate and, and, and try to understand how how many guns you're buying, how much ammunition. And actually, there isn't that amount of detail that is provided by doing these codes. So this bill will require the credit card companies, those companies that, that provide credit card services to dealers to, to put their customers, the dealers, under this category of a, uh, a firearms merchant, a special code. Um, they don't, there are no details as to what somebody purchases. Fact of the matter is if you go into a, a, a gun store or Bass Pro or something like that and you buy a t-shirt or a candy bar, your purchase is going to be uh, cataloged under this, this, uh, merchant, uh, uh, category code. Um, so it's going to look like you're buying guns and ammunition. Uh, there's no details as to what you purchase, so it's silly. And that's why some of the credit card companies, including the, some of the largest, have said, we see no purpose in this code. We don't want to use it. They announced that when it was uh, proposed nationally, and now they're being forced by the state legislature to to um, uh, use this system here in the state of California. Um, and and the legislature is, is, is honest, and they say, hey, uh, we want law enforcement to be able to investigate who's buying large quantities of stuff in the state of California. Even though we have one gun a month laws, any gun or precursor parts, you can't buy more than one gun or one precursor part a month. So, um, what are they going to be, what are they going to be tracking? Uh, it, it, it's just plain silly as we we mentioned earlier this this falls under the category of of goofy proposals so yeah it's but it it shows their mentality yeah and i think it's also a tool for harassment because you know being a former scoutmaster and running a lot of scout shooting sports and even some in 4h you know i remember times going down and picking up and i remember a reporter friend of mine um who tend to be moderate freaking out when she said, what'd you buy? And I said, 10,000 rounds. And she was like, what? I go, for summer camp. Oh, because, uh, you know, our initial thing was like, what are you doing? You know, outfitting a small, you know, like Central American militia. And I was like, no, this is for, you know, a, a weekend at a scout camp. You know, when you got 100 kids, that's that goes really quick. And yeah, that's that's 20 bricks of, of 22 ammo. Yeah. 20 bricks. It's silly. Yeah, I know. And she asked, you know, do you get harassed? I said, no. But the point was, we've fired this. We've showed them. We've shown them, you know, that kids are shooting shotgun. You know, a team of, of 10 kids, that's 10,000 rounds, you know, of, of shotgun ammo in a very short period of time, like sometimes in a week. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we didn't mean that. But they obviously don't put exemptions. So, Here's another one that I think is interesting. We had a major case, the Bonta case, that you've been a part of, Sam. Mm-hmm. And during Bonta, um, the state got it handed to him, which we all thoroughly enjoyed. And there was an issue called micro-stamping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and micro-stamping, it appeared that Bonta, our illustrious, and I say that sarcastically, attorney general, um, was like, oh, yeah, we're not going to fight back on the uh, micro-stamping thing. We're going to let that go. But then we had Senator Blakespear come up with 40, SB 452, which is literally going after micro-stamping. And with the recent amendments, it's like, 
well, if we're wrong in this year, we'll, we'll put it down another year. Like they gave themselves several years because as you and I and a good friend of ours, um, Mike Finley from, uh, national shooting sports, when we, we t- testified Dan Reed from NRA, we all told them, Hey, the inventor of micro stamping says doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What more do you need, Rick? Um, you know, microstamping is this technology of putting microscopic characters on the tip of a, of a firing pin so that it would mark the, the primer of any spent case on a semi-automatic pistol. Um, uh, I, I was around when they first tested it and they, they said, Oh, this stuff really works. And they were using a Glock. Well, it, it worked for maybe a couple of rounds and then it stopped working because they learned a couple of things like Glock firing pins, which are not round, uh, um, or strikers. Um, they, they end up smearing. Um, and we learned through high speed photography, something that I don't think even manufacturers understood that firing pins and strikers actually bounce on the, on the primer and, and it mars all of the characters. Also firing pins can be, uh, the, the, the micro stampy characters are one twenty fifth the thickness of a human hair. You can take a fingernail emery board and take the 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 the, the micro stamping characters off the tip or uh, you and I are both competitive shooters how many times have we replaced the firing pins on our guns yep you take it out you put in the new one and there you go micro stamping has gone out of the way so now they're going to talk about requiring dealers if the manufacturers don't put micro stamping on dealers will have to uh have the technology put onto their guns they haven't said that. Oh, wait a second. Does that mean they're going to have a CNC machine in the back to be able to make this? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's not just a CNC. It's a laser engraving uh, machine that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to do, to do this technology. And then the databases that are going to have to be maintained in order to, to, uh, you know, coordinate the make, model, and serial number on each firing pin and, and on which gun and all, all of that stuff. Is, is ludicrous. It's, it's, it, again, it doesn't pass the chuckle test. It doesn't work. Like you said, the, the inventor has abandoned the technology because, uh, it is, it is just not ready for prime time and no one in the world uses micro stamping technology for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, it, you can imagine what would happen if a manufacturer accidentally swapped the, the firing pin with the wrong serial number frame and receiver. And what would happen if that gun was used in a crime and it was the wrong uh, uh, serial number? Somebody else would be charged with a crime or potentially investigated. Uh, all kinds of liability issues ar- arise with that. And you know what? The criminals just laugh because they say, ah, yeah, give me an emery board. Give me a new firing pin or striker and I'll put it in and I don't have to worry about it. Or let's go to the firing range where the, where law enforcement agencies are, are, are practicing. Let's pick up a bunch of spent brass on the ground, go do our drive-bys and throw out the, the, the cases that were actually fired by law enforcement agencies, uh, police guns. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's going to cause a very funny situation for them. And, and they're not above doing something like that. So yeah, it's, it's silly legislation. And I think what a lot of people aren't seeing is the whole purpose, I think, at the end of the day is what you said, you know, the cost to the, to the firearms, um, sales, point of sale people, the FFLs, they are going to have to 
conform because there's going to be laws that say they have to have this laser. And they've already been told they have to have cameras. They have to have this. They are trying to price our gun stores out of existence, just like they're trying to kill the next generation. All this is designed to go after us, people. These is death by a thousand cuts. And we have to stand firm. We have to stand tall. And we have to vote these people out of office. This is probably the biggest election in California history coming up this March and next November. And folks, if you've never been involved in the game of voting, realize when you don't vote, you did vote for the opposition. And so we need you to get out there and get serious. We're going to close out the Firing Line Radio here in a few seconds um, and talk to you about Senate Bill 2 and Senate Bill 368 from Sandra Portentino and what the end of his reign is going to look like this next year, which Sam and I will be very happy to say goodbye to him. We'll be right back with Firing Line Radio. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. The Greater Long Beach Gun Owners CRPA Chapter meets the third Wednesday of every month at the Long Beach Rod and Gun Club, 3333 Pacific Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90807. The meeting is from 7 to 8.30 with monthly handgun shoots, FT3 Tactical, and weekly shotgun shoots, L.A. Clays. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm Rick Travis, your host, here as the Director of Legislation for the California Rifle Pistol Association. And with me is Sam Paredes, the CEO of Gun Owners of California. And probably one of the most sinister people in the legislature is Senator Anthony Portentino, out of here in Southern California. He has two bills up, Senate Bill 2, Senate Bill 368. He is terming out, thankfully. We only have him, I believe, for one more year, and then we can say, na-na-na-na, na-na, <laughs> hey, hey, goodbye. But anyways, um, let's go first. We'll, we'll hit 368, and we'll save two for last because it's the biggest. But 368 is mandating their temporary transfers of a firearm for storage to prevent a potential suicide to be limited to that of a licensed dealer. 
Sam, this has been a painful piece of legislation for those of us who truly understand mental illness, suicides, and uh, I'm going to let you take point on this one. Sure. So here's a bill that's going to require uh, dealers to allow somebody who is a you know, believes that they're going to in danger of committing suicide to walk into a dealer with their guns and the dealer will be required to store their guns uh, while they go through their, their crisis. Um, uh, it doesn't matter if the, the dealers don't have the inventory space in order to be able to store these guns by law. If they don't accept them, they're committing a crime. Um all kinds of things are, are, are wrong with this. You know, when the proper place for somebody who, who comes to the cognitive, uh, uh, realization that they are a danger to themselves, the best thing for them to do is to take firearms to law enforcement. They are well prepared to, to not only store the guns, but to deal with it in case something, uh, uh tragic happens in the, in the, you know, in the delivery of the guns and stuff like that. But this, is putting a, an unfair responsibility on lawful gun owners. Now there have been amendments to the bill that say that they don't have to store more than 20 guns per, per, per person who comes in, but there's no limit on how many people can come in to require them to store 20 guns. They can charge a storage fee, a minimal storage fee uh, to store them. That doesn't do anything to alleviate the fact that many dealers are not capable of storing, uh, you know, 20 guns or, or, or more, uh, for people who are, are in danger to themselves and others. And then what do they do? What's going to be the process to return those guns? You know, how's that going to be handled? What's going to be the liability on dealers if they do lawfully return these guns and that person ends up committing a suicide? The, the liability extension uh, potential for danger for dealers is immense and it is just wholly, plainly, flat out unfair for uh, them to be required to store these guns. So, yeah, mental health issue is a big problem, and and requiring dealers to take in these guns is not the solution. It actually aggravates the problem. And Portentino is so crazy for trying to do this because he, I believe, one day will cause someone to get seriously injured, if not killed, by this bill. I see blood on the hands of him in the future because I think somebody – is not going to want to pay the fee. It's not going to be mentally stable. And he's going to create a situation where someone gets hurt. And that's exactly what he's trying to do with the SB2. Senate Bill 2 is the absolute antithesis of what the Supreme Court said, thou shalt not when it comes to carrying a concealed firearm. Um, I'm, I've been reprehensive. I have several close friends, as you know, Sam, um, a couple of the people that my wife has worked with for years are um, some of the remaining survivors of the Holocaust. And the whole concept of Senate Bill 2, and, and we're going to tear it up, but, you know, beyond the sensitive places is creating gun-free zones and forcing business owners to put signs out is so reminiscent of Germany in the 1930s. It's not funny. And the lack of people jumping up and down and saying this is wrong has really been appalling to me because – um, this is one of the most egregious things I've seen in working in and out of the Capitol. You've been at the Capitol every year for decades. You know, I started 
off and on in the 80s and 90s and it was gone for 20 years now back and it's like I just I cannot believe how egregious this bill is. Senate Bill 2 uh sponsored by uh, the anti-gun energizer bunny Anthony Portantino who now wants to run for Congress once he's termed out because a politician needs to continue to be a politician if he can. Um you would have to be a world champion Calaveras jumping frog in order to be able to hopscotch around your community or throughout the state of California and not break the law while lawfully carrying a gun with a concealed carry weapons permit. Um, the, uh, the interesting thing is, and this is something that we pointed out to the Senator very recently that, uh, just a few weeks ago out of Hawaii, there was a, a, a lawsuit challenging a Hawaiian bill. Uh, Senate Bill 1230 that created all the same, uh, sensitive spaces that, that are in, uh, SB2 and an Obama appointed district court judge quoting our amicus brief, Gun Owners of California, CRPA, uh, Second Amendment Law Center, Gun Owners of America, quoting our brief saying that law abiding CCW holders are, are, they don't break the laws. This is, wholly unconstitutional. These sensitive areas did not exist at the founding, and therefore uh, there is no historical nexus or, uh, or a historical analog and are unconstitutional. So the state of Hawaii is appealing it to the Ninth Circuit. If the Ninth Circuit takes it and follows the impeccable logic of this uh, uh, judge out of, out of Hawaii and upholds it, that means that uh, sensitive places uh, will not be constitutional anywhere in the Ninth Circuit in all of the states with our, that are within the Ninth Circuit, including the state of California. So um, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, you know, they, they they say you can't carry in churches. Well, the historical analog is exactly the opposite. Back at the founding, there were laws in multiple colonies that are now states that said that if you don't take your guns and ammunition to church, you're going to be fined. You're going to be fined two pounds of tobacco, which is like saying, we're going to take in the modern day your car away for two months and not allow you to use your car if you don't take your, your, your gun to church. So the, the history is, is on our side. We are going to win on this thing, but, uh, you can bet your sweet bippy that, uh, uh, Portantino learned from last year when we killed his bill, Senate Bill 813. Um, because he he was so arrogant to think that he could easily get two thirds votes, we defeated that. Rick, you and I worked till late into the early hours of the the morning after the session closed to kill this bill. Uh, NRA, NSSF, all of the other groups, we worked tirelessly in the week before to 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 kill this bill, and we were successful. Well, now all he needs is a simple majority to pass it, which means it'll go into effect January first of next year if it does pass. So it's going to pass. It's going to pass both the Assembly and the Senate. The governor's going to sign it. And the day it passes, Rick, you and I are going to be there at the press conference held by the, the governor to announce that a lawsuit has been filed by our, our organizations yep. challenging this bill. Um, and we're going to use the the uh, results of the Hawaii case and also uh, multiple cases uh, throughout the country that have deemed sensitive places that are listed in, in SB2 as unconstitutional. So it's going to be... Wild and crazy. If you're a small business out there too, you need to pay attention to this bill because this bill, um, 
does something very significant. You know, right now you have freedom of speech still in this country. So if you want to go up and talk to anybody about anything, you can go. It's called soliciting to their door. And if you don't want, as the homeowner, someone doing that, you have to hang a sign that says no soliciting. This bill actually flips that process by saying the default measure will be you can't bring a firearm concealed with a license into any place of business unless that business places a sign outside that says it's standing against the government of California and allowing you to do it. Mm -hmm. And you need to realize that if they're able to do that with this right, the Second Amendment, which guarantees all the other rights in the Constitution for you as an individual or as a business or property owner, that this will be the slippery slope where you start to see the government seize the rest of those rights. So this is not just a fight for the Second Amendment, folks. This is a fight for all of your rights guaranteed in the Bill of Rights. This is where the rubber has met the road in California. The next few days, we're going to see the fight move, as Sam said, CRPA, GOC, the NRA, and others are joining in on this fight. It is going to be a legal bloodbath. We will win. We will prevail. But we need you to realize that this is going to lead to a very egregious next couple of years in the legislature as they fight for every last gasp as we continue to win and continue to show them that they cannot be unconstitutional. No matter what the left-leaning press says, do not give up in this fight. Stand with us. Go to GOC's website. And, Sam, what is that? GunOwnersCA.com. G-O-N-O-W-N-E-R-S-C-A.com. And go to CRPA.org. Join, get involved, engage, and remember always, be safe, shoot straight, and fight back for your rights. Take care, folks. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.